all it takes is like a ton of green tea and I can do anything, including lots of bathroom breaks. Hi, and welcome to The Improvement Project, a podcast about dabbling in self-improvement 30 days at a time. We are now one week into our month of our focus on routine and getting adequate sleep after the holidays. I'm Dr. Peggy Malone, a healthcare provider and human being trying my best to be better and encouraging others to do the same. I'm in London, Ontario, Canada, and with me is my much more disciplined friend, Jenny. As always, thank you for the compliment, Peg. I'm going to do my best to live up to it in this challenge. That's me, Jenny Kaus, a marketing professional from St. Thomas, Ontario. I'm a small town gal and a big believer in the power of habits. I'm going to do my best to whip our guinea Peg into shape and hold her accountable to habit changes that she will undertake one month at a time. I'm going to be playing along too, and as we take on a new habit each month, we hope to inspire you to become more disciplined, more consistent, happier, healthier, more productive, and overall, your own best self. As I mentioned, this month, we are focusing on our return to routine after the holidays. And also as part of this, making sure that we are getting enough sleep to ensure that we are reaping the many benefits that sleep has to offer. Now that we're out of the holiday season, it was so common when we were in it to lose track of what day of the week it was and to stay up late and sleep in. And now with back to school work and the routines that they bring, it's as good of a time as any to take a closer look at how our routines are working for us and be mindful about the amount of sleep we need and find ways to help us get it. So our challenge for this month is to set and stick to a bedtime and a wake-up time to ensure that we are getting adequate rest. Last week, we challenged each other and you to set a bedtime and a wake-up time and stick to it. So how'd this go for you, Jenny? (laughs) Uh, Well, it's not been easy. Um, I did have that reminder set to tell me when it's bedtime, and so it pops up on all of my iDevices, we'll call them, and says you know, bedtime in five minutes, you need to go to to bed at this time to make sure that you get this many hours of sleep where you can set the little bedtime reminder. Um, so that's been a a really good help, but I'll be honest, it's, it's been a struggle, um, to stick to that and let go of all like the list in my head of all the things I feel like I want to stay up and, and tackle, uh, and make sleep a priority. But that said, I, I have been really focusing on it and I will say I feel better. Okay, so, good. And how many hours are you um, aiming for in terms of sleep? I, so we, when we talked about this before, I realized I was getting, I would say it was like what, six, six and a half. Mm-hmm. I would like to up it to seven. That's, I'm just going to go up a little bit. I know that for my life right now, I'm not going to get to say the nine mark, but if I could up it to get a solid seven, that would feel like an improvement to me. Okay. Well, and most of the things that I've read when we're doing some research for these podcasts, seven is the minimum. So if you can get seven, that's, I think that's good. And I think that's what I would recommend for everybody, even if you're in a busy, crazy time in life as you are with a small child and a busy work Mm -hmm. life. So um, seven is a good aim, I think. Yeah. I feel good about it as a goal. Good. It feels, it feels like it'll be like a definite change I need to make, but it feels doable. Okay, good. How Um, about you? Well, I'm still working on this after the holidays. Everything is not quite back to normal after all of that ups and downs and late nights and early and sorry, late nights and late mornings. Um, (laughs) I am appreciating my new wake up clock though. And it's gentle wake up with the increasing brightness of the light. And then the birds start singing instead of that like intense alarm. 
So I'll keep working on this because if I can get my bedtime and my wake up time more consistent, I think it'll really help me get more consistent with my morning routine, which we're going to discuss mm. today. Nice. So um, that and my, I guess maybe my goal for sleep is not to get more sleep because I get a lot of sleep. It's to be consistent about when I go to bed and when I wake up. I don't have days that are the same. So I'll often stay up late on one night when I know I don't have to be anywhere first thing in the morning and then get up at later time in the morning. So if I could make it more consistent, I think in general, my body would be like, oh, this is how we do it. We go to bed at this time. We wake up at this time. I'd be more productive overall. Nice. So this month, we're also looking more closely at routines. So let's talk about our morning routines as it, as it relates to waking up from sleep for starters. So in an ideal world, you would wake up before your alarm clock and probably at the same time every day. So it would be a good indicator that you're getting adequate sleep if you wake up before your alarm. If you're dead to the world and you wake up with that, it usually means that probably you're a bit sleep deprived. So that's something to consider as we start to take on sleep as a priority this month. If you absolutely need an alarm of sorts, try to make it a gentle wake up. So as I described with my wake up light, the light helps you to slowly wake up. Um, and uh, when you have an aggressive alarm, the thing that it does is it puts your body straight into fight or flight. It's like you're running straight from the tiger out of bed into this stress response, which is not a nice way to start the day. So a gentler alarm might be a good way to start the day. One of the things you can also do is as soon as you're up, expose your face and your eyes to bright light. So your brain will suppress the hormone melatonin when you do this, and that's going to help you to wake up. It just gives your brain the message that it's time to be awake. So even right now when people are waking up and it's pitch black for another four hours because of the fact that we live in North America and it's dark here right now, if you expose your eyes and your face to as bright a light as you can right when you wake up or as soon as you feel like you're ready for it, it'll help you to wake up. Your body will get the message. And make sure that uh, if you think this is a good idea, make sure that if you're going to do this to other people, you have their consent first. <laughs> good call. <laughs> Don't just go full interrogation mode with a flashlight in their face. Oh, I love that. Uh, then after you've done that, the interrogation business, then get right into the rest of your morning routine. And, and again, we're going to discuss that later in this episode. So I do want, before we get into that, I do want to talk about your morning coffee. So I find this fascinating. <laughs> I came across this piece of information and you know that I love this kind of thing. So many people like to have a coffee first thing in the morning to wake themselves up, myself included. But here's an interesting tidbit that might inspire you to change your morning coffee or caffeine habit. Drinking a cup of coffee first thing in the morning blunts the energy boosting effects of caffeine and may lead to increased tolerance of the stimulant. My response to that is, what? What do you mean? I'm supposed to get the boost, not blunt the boost. So basically, here's the explanation of that. Everybody is different, of course, but we are all guided by the same 24-hour hormonal cycle referred to as the circadian clock. These basic rhythms are pre-programmed into us genetically, and although we can mess with our cycles through lifestyle habits, the major factor in their regulation is sunlight. And one of the things that this clock controls in humans is the release of the hormone called cortisol, which makes us feel alert and awake. And you might have, you might be familiar with this hormone because it's also the hormone that's associated with stress. The peak production of cortisol in your body occurs between 8 and 9 a.m. under normal circumstances. So this means at the time that many people are having their first cup of coffee on their way to work, their bodies are actually, actually quote, naturally caffeinating the most effectively. So the effects of caffeine consumption at times of peak cortisol levels actually dis diminishes the effectiveness of that additional stimulation. So we're still, by consuming caffeine when it is not needed, 
you're kind of trying to double down on that caffeine, your body will build a faster tolerance to it and the buzz you get will greatly diminish. So as I said, cortisol is also considered a stress-related hormone and consumption of caffeine has been shown to increase the production of cortisol when timed at periods of peak cortisol levels. So you've already got a bunch of cortisol in your body. You add caffeine, cortisol goes way up. It's not good for your body to be uh, throwing a bunch of cortisol in it. Um, An increased tolerance for caffeine can therefore lead to heightened cortisol levels, which can disturb your circadian rhythms and overall have the same, uh, they use the word deleterious, which is really overkill, same bad effects on your health as, (laughs) as stress. What do we do about this? Here's the thing. Can you still enjoy the coffee you love without these negative side effects? Yes. This article that I read, and I'll put a link to this in the show notes, the optimal timing of your coffee intake to experience maximum enjoyment with minimal negative effects is this. The times of peak cortisol levels in most people are between 8 and 9 a.m., 12 and 1 p.m., and 5.30 and 6.30 p.m. So those are the times you'll notice that you probably have like a natural little like, okay, hey, I'm being productive, I've got stuff done. And then in the in-betweens are when you have the lulls. So Hmm. timing your coffee breaks, which is obviously a cool term here when we're talking about caffeine, between 9.30 and 11.30 in the morning, and between 1.30 and 5 in the afternoon, we'll take advantage of the dips in your cortisol level when you need a boost of caffeine. Now, this, the caveat to this is one of the sleep hygiene things that we will talk about sometime this month is that you probably shouldn't have caffeine afternoon at all if you're having trouble sleeping. So mm. I would say in this situation, if you're going to have your coffee, have it at around 9.30 in the morning. Because here's the other thing. Your body, when you're waking up, will shoot you a bit of cortisol and it will give you a natural little boost first thing. And so if you throw coffee in right away, you're just wasting the cortisol that's giving you that alertness. So if you wait till 930, then you're going to get the best effect of it. So I don't know if anybody else finds this as fascinating as I do, or I hopefully I've explained it well. The basics are when you first wake up in the morning, try and use what your body is providing to wake you up and then wait until about 930 in the morning to have your first cup of coffee. Interesting. Or wait until you're like 38 years old until you have your first cup of coffee. (laughs) (laughs) You don't drink coffee, do you? I've still never had one. Really? I have, I have a pretty good indication that if I had coffee, like I've had a sip of it before, but if I drank coffee enough to like it, because I understand it is a bit of an acquired taste, I think I'd be one of those people that could like sit down and solidly drink a pot of coffee. Well, you did say to me, I think probably 15 minutes ago that if you have enough green tea, you can do anything. Yeah, I could lift a car. So I feel like you have some caffeine situation happening via the green tea. I don't feel like it gives me pep. I feel like I just really love it. And it just makes me very happy. And do you have it in the morning? Yeah. Yeah, I usually have tea in the morning. Well, no, I drink it all day. Okay. I drink a lot. I used to drink um, Diet Pepsi. Oh, that's right. Eight eight. That was my well. It would be because it was right. I used to start work at seven forty five, and that would be I'd like sit down at my desk, and it was right away. Oh wow! Yeah, yeah. I think green tea is a better option. Yeah, I do too. Anyhow, now it's time for the segment where we dig a little deeper into our personalities not about my diet Pepsi problems called who are you anyway, where we take a question and we each give our perspective on the topic with the goal of understanding ourselves a little bit better. This week's who are you anyway question is, do you like routine and do you have a morning routine? So Peg, you alluded to this a little bit with your different wake up times, but do you have a routine? 
Well, I do like routine and I think I respond well to routine, but I tend to fall off of routines easily because my weekdays and workdays are all different in terms of schedule and what's going on. So in an ideal world, and this happens in my life, maybe two or three days a week. So my ideal morning routine is I wake up, I pee, I brush my teeth, I put my contact lenses in, I go back into my room, I make my bed, I get dressed, I go into the kitchen, I chug my glass of water, I start the coffee maker, I sit down on the couch, I do my 10 minutes of meditation, uh, then I organize and take my supplements, and then I take my coffee and go sit in my home office and start my workday. That's a solid little routine. So I do that routine, as I said, two or three days for, per week. It would be cool if I could get it up to at least five. Uh, the other thing I'd like to incorporate into this routine is journaling of some sort. Yeah, maybe uh, a shower. Uh, I usually <laughs> I usually shower at night. Oh, okay, good. Yeah. Um, <laughs> thank judging. you for taking note of my hygiene practices and making just sure looking, I was okay. I just want the best for you, Peg. <laughs> so, so far the journaling hasn't caught on. Um, but, uh, one thing that may help me and our listeners to get a better handle on morning routines altogether is the book that we mentioned for this month, this month, uh, the other book, which is called the miracle morning by Hal Elrod. So, uh, I just want to talk a little bit about this book and then I want to hear about your morning routine. So there's a lot of praise for this book and it's described in the following way. What began as a book has become an international movement translated into 27 languages and transforming hundreds of thousands of lives around the world. And it just may be the simplest, most effective way to create the life you've always wanted and faster than you've ever thought possible. It's based on the premise that how you start your day largely determines the quality of your day, your work and your life. The Miracle Morning gives you the ultimate morning ritual and teaches night owls how to beat the snooze button, even if you've never been a morning person. What's now been practiced by hundreds of thousands of people around the world could literally be the simplest approach to creating the life you've always wanted. It's been right there in front of us, but this book has finally brought it to life. It may be too much to do two books this month when we're talking about this book, but there is an option on the Miracle Morning website to get two free chapters and watch a video and listen to an audio. So I haven't read the book, but this little blurb makes me feel like, why doesn't everybody do this? It seems like this is the yeah. this is the answer. Have you read this yeah. book? I have not. I was actually um, just taking a look on Amazon, checking this out. It looks pretty cool. So I'm going to start with the the free chapters and see how yeah. I like it. And um, if any of our listeners have read this book or know more about this book, uh, please send us an email or hit us up on the socials. We want to know more about it um, because it seems like that's pretty fantastic. Yeah. Or maybe if you've read it, let us know what we need to know. <laughs> <laughs> Give us we've the been, Cole's we've notes We've been reviewing book. books for you. You do this for us. Perfect. All right. So why don't you tell me about your routines and your morning routine? Okay. Well, I've mentioned before that, you know, I got, I have big love for habits and all the amazing things that they bring, but I, for whatever reason, I have a very negative reaction to routine and I get bored really, really quickly. Every day starts to feel the same and it kind of wigs me out. So in regards to a morning routine, I will say though, there's two things that tend to be the same for me right when I wake up and I generally... So my alarm is set and I don't know why, but my brain just kind of wakes up two minutes before my that's alarm, a, that's which is probably a good thing. Let's hope so. Yeah. Um, and so I wake up and right away, that's when I grab, I go grab a device like my 
phone or the iPad and I do a meditation, a 10 minute meditation using the Calm app straight away um, while I'm still sitting in my bed. And then straight after that, I write in my five minute journal. Uh, so that's writing things that I'm grateful for and things that would make the day great. And then um, there's like a spot to write like a couple daily affirmations. Uh, so I do that. And then generally speaking, I get out of bed. I go, I take a shower, <laughs> not to brag. Um, <laughs> I take a shower and then I come back and usually Jeff's waking up by then. So we make the bed and then I will, um, you know, get dressed and put on makeup, all of that sort of stuff. And then usually around that time, Ethan's waking up. So kind of helping him go through his little morning rituals and, uh, of getting dressed and doing all of that. And then we try to have breakfast together. It happens maybe half of the time. It doesn't always happen. I usually will make a tea and just sit with him for a little bit. Um, but yeah, I try to get as much done before he wakes up as possible, which is why I get up pretty early. So yeah. Okay, cool. And then if I'm, if things are going really well, I remember to brush my teeth. <laughs> and based on what I said that I wanted to add something to mine, are you pleased with this morning routine if you can get that done? Or is there anything that you in an ideal world would like to add to yours or change about yours? Uh, yes, I would like to spend less time in the morning primping, I'll say, because I, you know, I'll wake up and I'll do my, like, put some makeup on and do my hair. Um, and I think I would like to kind of like, maybe settle on something with my hair that I didn't have to spend as much time in the morning. Um, so there's that. And I would also like to, and I've said, I know when we did the meditation challenge, I said this too, but I want to actually get out of bed to meditate and okay. be seated elsewhere rather than in my bed. I feel like I would be maybe more focused and get more out of the meditation. Um, but yeah, I would like to do that. I would also really like to have music on in the morning, but I'm trying to not wake people up. So, so can you put it on earphones? Theoretically, I've ordered some of those like, um, AirPods. Okay. But like knockoff ones. Yeah. <laughs> so they're on their way. So maybe that would help. Maybe that would be a good way to not be like walking around with my device and just listen to some music. But I think that would be like a nice kind of peppy way to get the morning going. Okay, cool. Yeah. I don't know. So that's, I think, I think what I would change, but yeah, that okay. would work. All right. And we want to hear from you. What is your morning routine? And if you don't have one, what would you like it to be in an ideal world? Send us an email to theimprovementproject at drpeggymalone.com or find us on the socials. I'm on Instagram at drpeggymalone and Jenny is on Twitter at jkouse. And over the last couple of weeks, Jenny and I have been sharing some highlights on our 19 for 2019 goal lists. So we are going to check in regularly with each other and with you throughout the year to add another layer of accountability for these goals, which should hopefully keep us on track and make it more likely that these goals will be achieved. This week, uh, we've both been talking about a why for our 2019 lists and the general themes that those lists point toward. Our online pretend best friend, Gretchen Rubin, selects a word for the year as a way to select an intention and focus. We both like this idea and have been thinking of what our word for the year would be. So, Jenny? Yes. Well, I, I really like the chat that we had about this, and I think that it was something that was definitely really worth exploring. And after we talked about it for a while, I think it was when I was talking to you that I came up with this word, wasn't it? Yeah, I think so. Okay. So my word, after much consideration, 
uh, is recreation. And it might, it might be what you think and it might not be what you think because it's, I'm using a bit of a different meaning, we'll say. Um, and where I get this from is from a podcast called The Robcast. Uh, Rob in this podcast, in many of the different ones uh, that he has done, he's done hundreds, um, he talks about recreation, but he says it as recreation. And I think that this was a pretty big distinction for me. And he was talking about, you know, when we're all, we're busy, we're working hard, we're super focused, we're using up all of our energy. Downtime can be the time that we really need to be able to kind of take all of us that's kind of you know, broken down and worn out and recreate and rebuild the parts of us that, you know, get kind of, uh, I don't know, I guess just run down in the busyness of life. And I think that that was a, an idea that I really resonated with where, you know, at the end of the day, I really feel like I've used it all up, everything I had in my tank. Um, and so this year I am going to focus on recreation or recreation. Uh, so finding ways to support the busy life that I have created and that I love um, both in my personal and work life so that I can be present and ready for it all. So the things on my 19 for 2019 list that reinforce this are getting outside through skiing and paddleboarding and also going on one night getaways with Jeff, giving us a chance to kind of reconnect and chat. So I think that that's what I'm going to be focusing on is recreation. And does that make sense? Yeah, saying? and it's cool. I love that recreation and sort of giving you that other perspective on that word that we would only think of as, you know, going to the Y or something, right? It's pretty neat to to get a deeper yeah. meaning with it. That's awesome. And also, thank you for not saying anything about the fact that I'm sitting here rubbing an aloe leaf on my face as we talk. <laughs> you got to keep that dry. skin healthy <sighs> and moisturized, Jenny. I'm trying to recreate. <laughs> <laughs> so tell me about your word. So I was also inspired by Gretchen's practice of choosing a single word uh, and to be my focus and guidance for the new year and for all of my goals for 2019. I've been also thinking about what word I wanted to choose. So I want, I want it to be something meaningful that will guide me through the year and be a compass throughout decisions, something that'll encourage me to be the best version of myself. So the finalists that I had when I went through this were organize, Ooh. Simplify. Ooh. <laughs> brave. Nice. And focus. What? <laughs> <laughs> and then what I finally settled on, and I kind of feel like the word I settled on encompasses all of those in a way. And the word is intentional. Ooh, that really does. So in 2019, I want to be more intentional about how I spend my time and who I spend it with. I want to be intentional about the space I live in with a focus on outer order equals inner calm. I nice. want to be more intentional each month with how I spend and save my money. I want to be intentional about how I move forward with communicating with readers of my blog and listeners of our podcast. So my 2019 list has all of those things included and intentional is how I'm going to approach them. So instead of just letting life happen to me, I want to intentionally decide how to create my life. Right on. 
So that's my word for 2019, intentional. We would love to know if you will have a word for the year and if so, what it is. So reach out to us via the email, theimprovementproject at drpeggymalone.com or you know our socials. I'm on Instagram at drpeggymalone and Jenny is on Twitter at jakehouse. You can always get our attention by using the hashtag theimprovementproject or if you feel like you want to be in a little more of a safer space, come over to the Facebook group, (laughs) join the Facebook group and share there. Awesome. That's excited. I'm glad that we both found our word. This is going to be really cool to see how this comes up for us throughout the year. Definitely. I love it. Okay. So now uh, we're going to talk about listener feedback. And every week we ask you, like Peg just did, to play along with us. And we're so excited that some of you are. It's blowing our minds. And we are extra excited that you're telling us about it. So this past week in the Facebook group, um, I think it's Kathleen, her, her handle in the Facebook group is P Kathleen. She says, I love your podcast. It's very helpful. And I think taking a month at a time to focus on action is perfect. Sometimes I slip and it is very helpful to go back to previous podcasts and refresh. Thanks for putting your time and energy into helping others. Thank you so much for commenting, Kathleen. We're happy that you're here. We're happy you're listening. And I hope that uh, you are finding some great ways to improve your habits, especially coming into 2019. Yeah, thank you so much for taking the time to share that with us. It's so nice to hear back from people and and to know that people are listening on the other side of this. Because as we said when we started this podcast, if nothing else, we'll have fun. And I mean, this is a great way for us to be accountability partners, but how great to know that there's other people out there with us and getting some value from this. It's, uh, it's definitely very nice to hear. Absolutely. So with that in mind, send us an email to the improvement project at drpeggymalone.com or come say hi on the socials. We'd love to hear from you. And even though we're going to be on our phones less as we get more intentional about our use of technology, you can still find Peggy on Instagram at Dr. Peggy Malone. And I'm always on Twitter at jkouse. You can also get our attention by using the hashtag the improvement project. Now it is time for what are you digging lately? This segment is one that may or may not be related to our monthly theme. Peggy and I like to talk to each other about what podcasts we've been listening to, what books we've been reading, or what random internet hilarity we've found. And we feel like you might find it fun too. So each week, each of us will share something fun that we are loving, that we find useful or practical, or just something that is pure frivolity and fun. So this week, I'm loving the show Brooklyn Nine-Nine on Netflix. And I started watching this and excitedly told Jenny about it because, but because she's way cooler than me, she's been watching it forever. (laughs) It's because it has someone that was on SNL. And if there's anything that is a spinoff or like a, like a uh, actor from SNL, I've seen it as we've talked about, I am pretty addicted to the SNL. That's right. So anyways, Brooklyn Nine-Nine, it started in 2013, which I didn't realize either. So it's been around for a while. But if you Mm -hmm. want to watch it, it's on Netflix. And it's really funny. It's a sitcom (laughs) set in a police station in New York. And it centers around a talented and rather immature and hilarious uh, NYPD detective. And he's played by Andy Samberg, which is the SNL alum that Jenny uh, alluded to. So it's definitely worth a watch. And I'm I'm digging it. It's phenomenal. Oh, me likey. How far are you into it? Uh, Probably only... Uh, three quarters away through the first season. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm just awesome. I'm just totally a newbie. Awesome. Yeah, it's a really good show. It's fun. I also dig that stamp of approval. 
Nice. So I, my, I'm digging, or as I've frequently called this, ooh, me likey. Um, I mentioned this earlier, but I'm just going to say it here as well, because I think it really is worth checking out. Um, and have I recommended the broadcast before? Has that I don't been think a... so. I don't think so. No. Okay. I know you've talked to me about it quite a few times, but I don't think we've talked about it on the podcast. Oh, I talk about it a lot. Um, <laughs> but anyhow, I'm a very, very big fan of a podcast called The Robcast. It comes out once a week. And Rob, Rob Bell is his the person's name who does this podcast. Uh, he talks about a wide range of things. And he also interviews loads and loads of fascinating people. Uh, and the best way that I can describe the Robcast is that he talks about what it means to be human. And he's deeply fascinated by theology and the deeper exploration of things that maybe we don't always take the time to question. Um, I've been listening to the Robcast since he launched it. And we, my husband also uh, listens to the Robcast. I don't think, I think he's fallen off listening a little bit, but he comes back and forth every once in a while. Um, and we even went to see Rob. He was out on tour uh, back in September and we went to see him in Toronto. And it was, as you say, Peg, amazing. Nice. He had a friend with him on tour and who was equally as entertaining. And we went with a couple of our friends and we just had a great time. Like we had some good laughs. It hit us right in the feels. It had, it had it all. The Robcast. All right. Yes. And Check if you go on people. tour again, you're coming. Okay. I'm in. Cause it's, it's, uh, he's, he is, if nothing else, it is so fascinating to see him because he is such an incredible public speaker yeah. Um, and I found from even when I did Toastmasters, I have such a new fascination for the way in which people make presentations. And he, this is an art that he has certainly mastered. So very cool. Awesome. All right. Now it's time for you win or you learn. Each week, Jenny and I will trade off during this segment to let you know where we did something right and there is cause to celebrate or where something perhaps went off the rails and allowed for a learning opportunity. These can be related to our journey as we take on new habits, or they may just be celebrations and bumps in the road in our everyday lives. And this week I have the win. And I would say that my win has been nothing new, but just sticking with a good habit. And so I started on November 1st with 20 minutes a day walking either on the treadmill or outside. And since November 1st, I have not missed one day. Amazing. I'm so excited. And I actually just was on the treadmill just before we started recording. Um, and I'm, I'm just, yeah, I'm so glad that I've stuck with it. And it's been so nice. And I, I was kind of doing it as a way to kind of for mental clarity. And I found that I've definitely got that from it. And I'm also starting to feel a little bit of physical changes, which is something that was kind of uh, unexpected and nice. I'm starting to feel things kind of tightening up. Excellent. Say, in my haunches, and I'm happy about it. <laughs> haunches. I'm not even certain that I know what that refers to. <laughs> I apologize if I've just said something horrible. <laughs> what is a haunch? <laughs> I've got a haunch. I have no idea. <laughs> nice. Do you uh, know what? Do you really know what a haunch is? Yeah, I think so. I think it's around the hip, uh, pelvic girdle area, around the glutes. <laughs> maybe? The glutes. Yeah, around the glutes. A haunch. Oh. All right. It's a, according to the interweb, it's a buttock and thigh considered together in a human or an animal. So you know what? 
Your haunches are tightening up. <laughs> My haunches are on point. I will stick to that. Oh, wow. I can feel it in my haunches. I feel like that's going to catch on, that saying right Anywho, there. how about you? What did you learn other than what a, the true definition of a haunch? Well, my learn this week is related to uh, this gym habit. So John and I were on it. We were three days a week gym people. And then you were. the Christmas holidays happened, as they often do. And we didn't choose a new place to go to the gym yet. And we still have not been back. And now John is feeling especially frustrated because he really was not a big fan of the first two weeks when your body is getting used to the exercise and everything hurts all the time and it sucks. Mm -hmm. And so he knows now that we'll have to go through that. But now he knows to expect it. Whereas the last time he didn't really expect it because he didn't know what was going to happen. In and of itself that like he got so into it too. Oh yeah, he was totally into it. So we have made a decision about the Mm. place we're going to go. And the challenge with this time of year is that uh, at the beginning of January, that's when everybody goes back to the gym and then it is rammed and there's so many people there and it's kind of crazy. So now we're hesitant to go right now because it's going to be amongst the crowd. So I think the decision is we know when we're going to go and it's going to be in the next week or two. We're back to the ski hill. We're snowboarding a couple of times at least a week. So that's at least keeping us active. And then we'll get back to our gym routine within the next couple of weeks. But it's uh, kind of a shame that we fell off of it, but we're going to get back after it. Yeah, that's great. And you've got a plan. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, good for you. All right. So on next week's episode, we will be checking in to see how our return to routine is going and find out how it's going with focusing on getting adequate sleep. All right. And that's it for this episode of The Improvement Project. Remember to let us know if you are doing our sleep and routine challenge. Get in touch. Our email address is theimprovementproject at drpeggymalone.com. Jenny is on Twitter at jakehouse and I'm on Instagram at drpeggymalone. You can always get our attention by using the hashtag theimprovementproject. You'll find all of the resources and links that we mentioned during today's show in the show notes at drpeggymalone.com forward slash podcast. If you like this show, please be sure to tell a friend and even show them how to listen to a podcast because some people might not know. Also, subscribe to us wherever you listen to your podcasts. We also have a Facebook group. Search for The Improvement Project on Facebook to join in on the conversation. Now go get to work on improving the most important project that you have. That's you. Thanks for listening. Until next time, stay focused and get after it. I have loose connections to the young people world. And I can tell you, houseplants, they're very trendy right now. The kids think they're cool. Yeah, those kids. Like, you know how they all like wearing those grandpa sweaters now? Yeah. Yeah, they like that and they like houseplants. Like, they like straight up old people stuff. And guess what? I got one of those sweaters and it's amazing. And you have some houseplants. So the, the kids yeah. might, must think you're cool. Well, they don't just think it. They know it. <laughs> I'm hip. <laughs>